0: This is the Tbilisi Podcast, covering life travel and more in the country of Georgia. Brought to you by foodfuntravel.com, expathub.ge and eatlistours.com.
1: In this episode, Easter traditions in Georgia. We talk about everything from Lent through to Easter Sunday and Easter Monday. There's going to be some feasting, there's going to be some visits to cemeteries, and of course, there's going to be cake okay hello everybody it's tom from the tbilisi podcast back again for another episode about georgia and today i am talking to baya from RedFedoraDiary.com. she's here in the studio with me to talk about easter traditions but i think before we jump into the topic baya welcome Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and let the listeners know what they should know
0: hi tom thanks for having me here so i'm a travel blogger and writer from tbilisi georgia I was born here, raised here, and spent most of my time living here, except for the four years that I did my bachelor's in Prague, Czech Republic. All right. I started uh, writing in 2017, and it has been almost six years now that I do my blog and also write for other publications. And I'm mostly famous for my Georgia content, even though I write for other countries and about other countries where I travel to.
1: Being Georgian, I guess, helps helps yeah, you create guess, good Georgia I content. So.
0: <laughs> uh, because I have the benefit of providing uh, more local insight than other travel bloggers who travel here or stay here for uh, an extended time. Of
1: yeah. yeah, nice. So, I mean, of course, we're talking about Easter traditions today. Yeah. And this means that you will have done Easter here many, many more times than me and much more authentically than I have. So I'm <laughs> yeah. really excited to find out some more about exactly what you'd be doing at Easter and maybe what other Georgians do and if there's any variations across the country or any other information. So um, let's start well, let's start with you. What do you think we should talk about first? What's the most um, interesting thing to do with I Easter? I
0: think the first thing we should uh, talk about the, like an introduction like and say that Easter in Georgia is a bit different from the Western Easter traditions and calendar-wise as well. Because um, Georgia is an Orthodox country and uh, we follow Julian calendar, which means that some of the dates fall into a different time period than in Europe, for example, or in the West. So this means that every year Easter changes and basically it's a week and a half or two weeks after the Western Easter. Uh, It's a family tradition. It's mostly Uh, most important religious celebration in uh, the whole country. So everyone uh, gets together, celebrates the resurrection of the Christ um, and uh, rebirth and uh, life itself, and also uh, respect that by going to the cemeteries. There are not that many traditions, like compared if we compare it to like Christmas and New Year traditions, but there are some that are very specific for the Easter and for those four days that we celebrate Easter.
1: So, do you have an idea of the sort of the schedule? Is it a schedule? Is it like on the Friday you do one sort of activity, uh, on the yes, Saturday do you do have, other things? Yes, uh, we yeah. do
0: have a schedule, and we do have like a time frame what you do before Easter. For example, the Easter usually starts. The prior to Easter is like forty-day Lent. So, those who are religious they feast and um, they don't eat any animal products. Uh, no meat, no dairy, no nothing, no fish. Even. And
1: you see this like in menus here. When I first came to Georgia, as like fasting menu. Yeah, And then, of course, menu, you're like, oh, OK, yeah. Lent, it makes sense yeah. now. Uh, because yeah. there
0: are uh, other days like beyond the religious uh, like fasting days. There are like a couple of days, usually like Wednesday and Friday that people also uh, fast just normally every week.
1: Oh, well, like so don't they- eat anything at all
0: no they don't eat anything animal products oh, okay yeah so and just
1: the the regular sort of uh things that are not supposed to be eaten so yes. yeah you're going to be yeah. eating mushrooms and yes and che- but you do basically. eat cheese is that um, considered no, an animal product uh, no, no you can't
0: do that either no okay no. so All right, no that's, kachapuris oh, that's on very wednesdays sad. or fridays
1: <laughs> no kachapuri and no kinkali unless no, it's the potato no. one I
0: mean, uh, not everyone does it but some people who are very religious and follow the rules they do but obviously it's not the whole country doing it so it, um, it does
1: mean that for tourists who are coming here who are vegetarian there's almost always this fasting menu in restaurants yes. that's always going to be vegetarian yes. food so it's very easy to select dishes yes so that's quite uh, handy. because
0: uh, we have a special um even word for it like samarho means like fasting so there are no animal products even you can find like chocolates and ice creams and (laughs) whatnot so it's not that hard to survive which in my opinion is a bit absurd because if you're fasting and you're taking like uh, you're saying no to some certain things to clean your body and to clean your soul uh, you can say no to those things but that's my opinion (laughs) sure
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah. Okay. So that's the first part before Easter is Lent, which yes. of course is similar to what we'd have in Western uh, Christianity, but uh, maybe the fasting is slightly differently Different. done or... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm
0: not a very religious person. I've never fasted in my life. So I'm Well, you not- get
1: pretty hungry and, you know, I struggle with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, I mean, I've seen people and, I, and my family members have done it, but uh, that's not something that I stand for, so i yeah, sure. I've never done it.
1: <laughs> fair enough. You know, food first. I, I do agree with yes. that.
0: <laughs> Being hungry makes me angry. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I get uh, headaches and I'm just grumpy. So,
1: yep, no, fair enough. It's hard to concentrate. If I don't yeah. eat enough protein in a day, I find it hard to concentrate. Exactly. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I can agree with you on that for sure.
0: So if you're not fasting, uh, then you shouldn't worry about it. But then at least like two, three weeks before, Uh, we usually start growing a grass on the plate. This kind of resembles and symbolizes a new life Jesus Christ gave us with his resurrection. So what we do usually is that we get a handful of wheat seeds. We uh, take cotton pads and uh, wet it in the water, put them on the plate and sprinkle those wheat seeds on it and let it sit on the window counter to get a daylight and let the grass grow. Oh, wow. So it takes, okay. a, like, depends on the wheat seeds, but it takes around, like, from anywhere from one week to three weeks. So you get a time it right and also, like, not start it too late or not start too early so that the grass is greener. And looks fresher. You need to balance it out, the timing.
1: And so you're waiting on then it gets to the actual Easter weekend and this grass will have grown and that's... Uh, yeah, that's, and
0: that's uh, basically a part of decoration at the table because we put the red eggs around it and it's just a beautiful decoration at the...
1: The radish or red eggs? Or red a, eggs. Red chicken. eggs as yes. in chicken eggs but yes. red ones.
0: red ones. We don't colour them in different colours we colour them in red. Um, that's also another tradition of the orthodox christianity because for us it kind of symbolizes the blood uh during the crucifixion of the christ yeah, so we yeah. color them in red instead of all the different colors blues or yellows. yeah or, so just red just so red. it should be like bloody red uh like the strongest red you get is the better so it's always a hit and miss depends on what kind of a solutions you use for the red so, get it red at
1: So in western culture we have chocolate eggs at Easter and here these are actual chicken eggs like yes. real eggs but real painted eggs, red yes Do you have chocolate as well or No, no I mean, you don't we, really do it We
0: have like a usual chocolate bars so, yeah, okay. but not like chocolate eggs uh, Easter bunny is not a thing here. Okay. Uh Easter hunting for the eggs is not a thing here. But we do have other fun thing. No, that, no. Uh I'll tell later. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. All right. Yeah, that teases us with something else <laughs> yeah. for later on for sure. Sounds yeah. good. Uh,
0: one week before Easter Sunday, we also celebrate Zoba or Palm Sunday. It's also a movable date like Easter because it needs to be right one week before the Easter yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It also makes the first uh, day of the Holy Week. B'za is a Georgian word for a box shrub, and on this day, one family member goes to a church and brings a blessed box branches back home. This custom dates back to when people greeted Christ when he entered Jerusalem by scattering palm trees branches in front of him. And over the time, procuring those palm branches in different climate countries got complicated. So... That's why we use bucks here because it's easier to cultivate and harvest them.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. There's not a lot of palm trees going on in northern Georgia. No, So no. just Batumi at a stretch. That's yeah, about it. Yeah, and
0: a few one that I saw on the way here.
1: Yeah, on the street. Here. People have started to plant them here, but it's yeah. not really the right climate for it. So yeah, it's no, weird. definitely not. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, substitutions make sense.
0: Yeah. So now we've come up to the actual like Easter days. Basically. So the Friday uh, is the most important day. For us in terms of the Easter celebrations You call it Good Friday But we call it Red Friday And this is the day when we color The chicken eggs red color So the way we do it Is we don't use any chemical dyes We basically use uh, onion peels And uh, mother roots Or it's one or the other Or a combination of both And every family has their own technique And um, tradition of doing it in their own houses Um, the only rule is to do it before sunset so the Friday is a busy day doing the colorings. So
1: it's like the whole family, kids, everybody join in um, with this? Not really. Or?
0: Not really. It's not a, it's not a fun activity. Um, for example, my family, uh, it's usually my mom who does the red colors. Before her, it was my grandma, just because uh, it's not a like generation thing, but she just got the most bloody red color X in the <laughs> end. So it was the prettiest. And so my, she's good designed. at it. Yeah, she was good at it. All right. Um, but um, now my mom does it and she always gets a mixture of different colors because <laughs> okay. you can't find the technique her mom used to make. And my mom usually gets uh, all the ingredients on Thursday. Uh, she soaks uh, the red onion peels and the mother roots. And there is also like one thing that I want to point out is that you'll see in the market the already crushed mother roots or the powder of the mother roots but we typically don't use it because it's uh, not that great color and it could be like a fake one. Mm. So uh, we usually get the actual roots and crush it ourselves. And then she leaves it overnight in a water soaking so that the colors come out. And then she boils them on Friday, the water without eggs, And then once uh, it boils, then it, She lets it sit to cool down. And once the water is already cooled down and uh, cold, basically, she puts Mm. the eggs. And then she reduced the whole boiling uh, with the Uh, eggs. Okay, yeah, and it just stains
1: the the shells. Yeah, it stains the the shells. And
0: if it cracks the shell, sometimes you get this like marbly boiled Mm. egg whites as well. Uh, (laughs) All right. Cool. So, and then what we do is we don't eat the eggs straight away. We wait for the Sunday because that's when we do all the dinners and uh, things with the eggs, basically.
1: Okay. Yep. So, this is on Friday, the cooking of the eggs is happening. Yes.
0: Yes. Red Friday.
1: Red Friday. Yeah. Red Friday. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else that's going on on Friday?
0: Um, Not really. Not really. And it's just usual house chores, cleaning, dinner, nothing else. And it's a public holiday. From Friday all the way to Monday, we have a public holiday. yeah. So everything um, is like every governmental institution or any private business is closed. Banks are closed. Maybe they, ha- some of them might have a different working schedule, but usually it's closed as it is a public holiday. Um, shops and transport are open, but depends uh, on the days and also they might have a change schedule as well. And um, this also means that during that time, uh, a lot of people who live and have relatives in the regions, they leave the city. So the city is a bit of a deserted and Mm. uh, it's very empty and uh, very quiet. It's one of the perfect times to be in Tbilisi. Yeah, you know, a lot
1: less traffic. (laughs) Yeah, a lot less
0: traffic, very quiet. It's, it's an ideal time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, also um, before the Friday or like a couple of days earlier and sometimes even a week earlier, the you probably notice like Easter cakes in the shops. Yes, it's when the Easter cake madness
1: starts in (laughs) Georgia. Madness. Everyone just gets into it.
0: Everyone just gets into it. And my Facebook news feed is usually filled up with questions like who has the best Easter cake uh, to buy and where to buy the best Easter cake and where to get the Easter cake. We have a different kind of Easter cake than probably uh, the Western world does. It's uh, usually like more Eastern European and slavic paska that we call um, it's a round shape but a, as a tall mm. and it's not a short cake or
1: a cake so buttery. like a like a top hat like yes a tall, like a top yeah top, tall top hat cylindrical yeah. Basically. All right.
0: And uh, it's usually sprinkled with um, sugar powder or sometimes like an egg white glazing. Sometimes they do like chocolate and everyone does different glazings, but inside it typically is raisins, but some of them also do dry fruits. And there's also a, a possibility of having a cottage cheese um, pasca as well. Mm-hmm. It's different yeah um, yeah we at home bake it, uh, and my mom has a uh, several. Recipes with yeast, without yeast, with uh, cottage cheese, with uh, dry fruits, and all, all sorts. Oh. So, we're, every year we're trying to do something uh, different, and uh, sometimes every year we try to keep the tradition of having one or the other or both, depends on what we feel like the, that year.
1: Does your mom make the best Easter cake, or is that a controversial um, statement?
0: It depends. Like, for example, I don't like the raisin ones, so she makes one. For me without the raisins but mm-hmm. i think um she makes one of the best cottage cheese one
1: nice yeah. all right so you yeah. know when do i get an invite to come and eat <laughs> cake with you guys that sounds On interesting Easter. all right yeah
0: yeah uh, last year, I actually baked it um, and I have a, a video of it uh, that I forgot to cut it out and uh, post on social. So probably I'll do it this year. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm looking for the post. Yeah, it sounds definitely,
0: good. definitely.
1: But you can also buy these cakes because obviously I, I don't know how to make them. I'm not going to be able to easy. make it at home. The
0: only thing is um, you need a special um, cake form to shape it in a way. like um, Yeah, like a mold. Mold, yeah. A special mold yeah. for it but otherwise you can buy it and everywhere it's like that's what i sell like madness yeah. it's everywhere <laughs> just, these are for sale all over the place the, yeah. yeah and <laughs> even after the easter you can still see them leftovers as we can call it after the easter so you can always get like for the entire month basically you can yeah. eat the easter cakes here <laughs> right
1: yeah so there's not going to be any difficulty finding an easter cake if you're here as a tourist for just a couple of weeks no. So it's uh, 16th of April this year yes. is Easter. Cap- yes. Yeah. So for anyone listening to this, we're bringing this episode out a little bit before that so you have time. But if you're here and you can see a bunch of top hat sort of hype cakes floating around, you know, go, go buy some Easter cake. Go try it out.
0: Yeah. It uh, also is different by size, by uh, price. It's all sorts of things. Like there are cheap ones. There are expensive ones. There are like nicely... Uh, put in the box some of them are in plastic bags i mean yeah, you can same, find all yeah sorts madness you <laughs> you're, you're like literally
1: every option you could possibly want yeah. It's has crazy
0: i mean uh you know like when you get like in western world like christmas decorations up in i don't know november yeah. october it's similar thing in, for the easter cakes here like the beginning of april probably or I assume maybe even uh earlier or Later yeah. in March, it would be all like
1: Easter cakes. Yeah, three or four weeks before the Easter yeah. cakes are already coming out. Yeah. Okay. Something well, about that. Growing up with consumerism in England, the chocolate Easter eggs were out well more, way more than a month before. So I'm used to this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the shops will start any trend as early mm-hmm. as they can. Yes. So no surprise. But yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Anyone who's arrived at this point then, if they're listening to this when it comes out, there's going to be Easter cakes. Look out for them. Yes. So currently we have boiled eggs and cake.
0: So... We've talked about the red eggs and the Easter cake. Yeah. And we basically moved to the Saturday. This day is uh, for the religious people and who are believers. They usually spend it at church and they attend a massive mass where our patriarch reads the prayers. Unfortunately, he's very old and elderly and has some health problems. And probably sometimes he does like a short version or reads out a short prayer and then someone else um, continues during the night. Uh, so this is called Lito Nioba. In um, in every church in Tbilisi, religious people go and spend the night and wait for the holy fire to be brought from the Jerusalem so that it reflects and it symbolizes that the Christ has resurrected for sure.
1: I remember this, uh, this huge controversy back in 2020 when COVID had just started. That they had these Easter uh, celebrations yes. planned, and they, the government pretty much forced the church to cancel them because people share spoons
0: yes, during these and this sort of thing. Uh, in a couple of other yeah. places, they still did, and um, they had uh, like two meter distance marked in the churches, and then some cities. Uh, I think it was Kutaisi that did like in the outside uh, courtyard of the. Yeah, okay. Of the church but then they started sharing this spoon and, uh, and the answer from uh, priests were that it's easter it's a miracle and it's uh, religious so no one's going to get sick and uh, the virus won't be transferred from one another
1: so. all right well
0: i don't know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, know that's
1: not going to get into that discussion
0: yeah definitely <laughs> no.
1: is there a significance behind this uh sharing and and what are they sharing? They're sharing like wine or? Um,
0: it, it's a wine and a bread, especially special okay, bread. Okay, so it's
1: yeah. similar to it's similar, Catholicism yeah. yes. in that sense. Yes. Yep.
0: So then uh, that's the Saturday night uh, and the Sunday morning. And then on Sunday, actually, when it's an Easter Sunday, um, we Georgians don't say hello to each other, but we say like a happy Easter relevant in Georgian, which is, Christi which means Christ has risen, and then there is a response from another person saying which is he has risen indeed. So no hellos, no happy Easters, we say and then you get the response Jesmerstka. All right. Um This is also the day when we um, crack the eggs, the (laughs) red eggs that we boiled and uh, colored. Um, So as I said, there is no Easter hunting uh, in Georgia. So um, instead, we'd crack those red colored eggs in the morning uh, when we wake up and we have a breakfast, uh, basically. Um, So it's not a like family tradition where everyone sits around the table uh, it's more of a, like a fun thing to do. Uh, when you see a family member, you say like, let's crack the egg. And um, you choose the strongest egg by wrecking uh, it on your first two teeth. Oh. So uh, if you like the sound of it and you think it's the strongest, yeah. you, you choose one. And uh, then you uh, crack the both ends of the egg on each other. So you hold it in your palm.
1: And okay. Then
0: another person, or family member, just wrecks it on the same and point. And
1: whose ever egg survives the longest is the winner. Or?
0: Yes, and gets yeah. all the cracked eggs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they get. They get to keep them. They, they yes. get all. They get the shells or no, something. No, they can that, keep
0: them. They can eat them, or they can distribute okay. whatever. It's uh, it's just a fun thing to do. All
1: yeah, right. And um, we have a similar game in uh, in England, but not for Easter. But in the autumn time, we play this game called Conkers. Which is like uh-huh. horse chestnuts, I don't know if you even have those trees here, but yeah you
0: have the hard chestnuts yeah
1: you uh you put them on a string and you you have them each on a string next to each other, and you uh-huh. get turns to fire yours at the other person's on the string wow. and whoever breaks first, they're the loser uh-huh. and then, <laughs> then traditionally and i mean if you're if you're very cheeky, you're then allowed to wrap your um like hit your conqueror yeah. over the other person's hand as a punishment for losing.
0: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> which
1: is uh, yeah, sort of mean. I don't know if they let you do that in schools anymore, but you know, yeah. when I grew up, they it, did. It yeah, different world. Yeah, so a bit crazy.
0: Um, when we were kids, we would definitely take those eggs at school after the holidays, and we would like compete with each other in classmates whose eggs gonna be strongest. And um, there is also like a wooden egg as a decoration in pretty much every family every Georgian family just to put it out on the eastern Easter decorations. And some people would sneak in those like wooden eggs and they would like cheat wow. using them. So we were always like looking out and uh, making sure that no one was cheating. And <laughs> um, yeah, we, we were coming back with uh, a lot of eggs or no eggs at all. Wow. Well.
1: Nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. So there's got to be some more food, though. I'm guessing you yes. said it's it's not quite like a super. It's different from a super on Easter or something, uh, or
0: yeah. It's um. I mean that the red eggs and the cracking eggs is not like a super. No, of course. Related. Yeah, that's yeah. A specifically um, a
1: Easter. But thing. we
0: do have a special food for Easter. Um, that's called chakapuli. It's yeah. a meat uh stew uh, made originally by lamb. Um, but because Georgians outgrow eating lamb, they started substituting it uh, with chicken or beef meat.
1: Or veal. Or veal, veal is a popular option yeah. I've seen. And even yeah. mushroom for those mushroom people who don't want to eat meat. Yeah.
0: Definitely, Mushroom one is really good. I sometimes even prefer it over the meat one. The main ingredients here are tarragon and uh, plums, green plums.
1: Wine normally as well, I'm told is that in in the sauce people put white wine wine
0: yeah, yeah. white wine yeah. 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 yeah and a bit of vinegar but uh, and a lot of um uh, herbs fresh herbs because it's also like um spring um meat, so spring meal so a lot of fresh herbs and uh fresh fruit is also in season so that's the whole idea of Chakapuli. and it has a very distinctive Taste.
1: Yeah, it's, I've never tasted anything like it yeah, anywhere else. It's, it's very fragrant, very herbal, yeah. yeah, very powerful, sort of intense herbal flavor.
0: Yeah, savory, sometimes sweet, sometimes salty. It, it's a mixture of everything. And um, the main ingredient, as I said, is um, tarragon and uh, green palms. But uh, sometimes uh, as the Easter, you know, is closer to the date, uh, on markets you can see like the prices increase on those green plums very high so one time i've even seen like 99 gel for a kilo
1: what <laughs> no one's insane. gonna pay that <laughs> that's crazy
0: yeah uh but i mean people did because uh, you need those green plums and chakapule like they are the main ingredient and i mean you don't need a kilo you just need a like a 200 gram cup or yeah. something like yeah, that yeah. but mm, uh, what we do uh, at home is when they are in season, we do preserve them for the next year uh, so that we always have them in a way, and we don't buy them.
1: In the form rate. of kamali, the plum yeah, sauce? Yeah. yeah. So you and can not, use, not the or fr- no, it's not different the from fr- this.
0: No, it's just uh, the whole plum fruit, we preserve them. Without, oh, like
1: pickled, pickled, yeah, pickled plums? Yeah, oh, Kind of right. pickled, yeah. yeah.
0: Not in salt, not in anything, so it doesn't give any extra taste and it preserves its own soury taste whatever it had. Yeah. Um and, and that's uh the main uh, meal of the day actually and then we also have uh, boiled ham um pieces. We usually buy it ourselves and um boil it at home. You can do it or you can do it already pre-cooked. It's also an option. And is you-
1: this like racha ham or is it just international style ham um, or
0: kind of a racha ham but not like very smoked because racha Ham has a very distinctive smoke um taste. But I would say it's similar to it. Just a um, typical ham, not an okay. international one. Yeah. And then um that's basically it for the for the dinner. And then we have like other like, I mean, the typical things that you have to have on Sopra, but other than that, you're welcome to have anything you want to have, like yeah. khachapuri, prali, salads. So it, know,
1: it will be a full feast in the end. Yes. It's just yeah. a few dishes that are essential and yeah. everyone has to have and the rest is like choice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And then uh, the dessert you have, either you want to bake a cake, you can, but mostly you have the easter cake you yeah, eat
1: yeah, yeah of course there are any wine traditions associated with uh, easter uh, there was one family that i know they have their winery and they reserve one small quevry for the church and at easter they open that quevry and they uh, they give the wine from that quevry to the church uh, as like a, a, I guess a tithe or a, whatever word you'd use in Georgian for this.
0: It's not very typical, though. It's no. a, uh, it's and it's not very typical to wine. It can be uh, done the same way to the food as well, because yeah. we give out to a church, because then the church. Gives it to the people in need, so it's like a donation, basically. Okay. Uh, we don't have any specific traditions regarding wine, as far as I know, in terms of the Easter celebrations.
1: Just the usual—you're gonna drink some wine with dinner. Yes. Is and yes. there'll be toasts. I'm yes. guessing. We're, and then we're not cutting any of that out of Easter. N-
0: no, no, obviously no.
1: No, <laughs> obviously uh, it's a stupid question, but I thought I'd check just in case. I know Easter is the one day where we don't do toasts because you know, yeah. or we have specific toasts. Maybe you have we specific, do have toasts, specific toasts, for Easter.
0: toasts for Easter, and we have specific toasts for the next day, Monday, because that's the day when we pay respect to our deceased family relatives. Uh, Monday is. Um, a day when we go to the cemeteries and that's where we do the toasts and also bring wine and a bit of snacks. Uh, I know that sounds very strange, but bear with me.
1: I think a few countries do this sort of thing. Mexico does this. Uh, they go and celebrate yeah. Day of the Dead and they, they visit the family members who have passed. Yeah,
0: very rare countries does. But when I told this to my uh, friends in Europe, they always get like weird faces. So. Okay. <laughs> and that's why i um, I'm saying, just just in case. So that actually became a tradition when we became part of Soviet Union. Because during the Soviet times, going to the church was prohibited and there was no religion. So people needed to pay respect to the relatives and uh, pray for them. So they started going to the cemeteries and lighting up the candles and praying for them. And over the time, it turned into a tradition of going to uh, the cemetery, bringing um, a bottle of wine and a Mm -hmm. bit of snacks and the red eggs that uh, we boiled on Friday. And um, it's kind of a spending time with your relative. It's not a morning day, it's a celebration. So if you go to the cemetery during Monday... Uh, you won't see any family members crying or being sad. It's a celebration because the Easter is a, a celebration of life and rebirth, basically. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's the main thing um, that happening on Monday. And um, we also have the special toast that people do uh, on Mondays when we visit graveyards and cemeteries. But it also, toast, as you know, is kind of like very creative and uh, at the moment and uh, being in the moment and uh, expressing yourself. Our toasts are not like written out. So you have the idea, but you do it differently every time. So So
1: the the theme is to celebrate the ancestors mainly. And then everyone, of course, every family will have their own way and every person will have their own way of doing that.
0: Yes. And it's also uh, hoping or expressing the hope that they are In whatever universe or in whatever lifetime, they are very well there. So, and uh, they are well cared, basically. And um, also like going to the cemetery on Mondays and uh, celebrating with the past relatives also means that we keep the hope that our next generation children and grandchildren will keep the tradition and uh, come to our graves and uh, tell us that the Christ has resurrected and the uh, life goes on and uh, yeah, it celebrates with us at some point.
1: Yeah, the cycle continues. Yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. That's uh, basically it for the Monday. The only thing that I want to note is that the traffic will be insane. And <sighs> it always is insane on Mondays, even though I said uh, in the earlier that um, a lot of people leave the city but there are also a lot of people who stay in the city and their relatives are buried here in a couple of cemeteries that we have. So it's always a massive traffic nearby those cemeteries. So there will be some public transport um, working, obviously, but it's a nice way of understanding and going and seeing the local tradition at some point.
1: Is it, I mean, is it sort of something that tourists... Are actually allowed to turn up to these cemeteries and see what's happening? Why or is not? that, a, I don't know, because maybe that'd be disrespectful.
0: No, no, no. I mean, um, there are uh, some uh, families that overdo the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, some families just do a huge supra at the cemetery and they stay oh, wow. there for the whole day, which I... Really don't respect, and it's not keeping the tradition. It's uh, just something very different. Yeah, uh, and because of that, they have the bigger cemeteries uh, because they need the shade, and if it's yeah, okay. you know like rains or whatnot, and tables and branches, so it. it Sometimes but it looks very The insane. cemetery
1: is the cemetery is set up for yeah. for guests for Easter. So yes. they actually even have like permanent installations because they expect so many people to visit and yes. do this.
0: Yes. Wow. Which is okay. uh, very strange and weird for me. Well, it, I, I mean,
1: it's interesting. Think, if people are going to go and do this anyway, then why not have places set up for them to use so that yeah. it's more sanitary it's, and everything?
0: Definitely, but what I'm saying is not to overdo it yeah. in a way. Um, but I I don't think that uh, tourists uh, being there would be disrespectful. You would probably be invited in some of the graves and would be offered a glass of wine and a piece of khachapuri and probably like yeah. a red egg. So why not?
1: So bring a bottle be- of wine to the cemetery and and meet some people and learn about some cultural traditions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All it right.
0: Would be, it would be a weird Monday uh, yeah. spending on a cemetery but it could be an experience
1: yeah it would be a, a very different uh, tourist experience from the, the usual things that people do so i don't know if i'm gonna do it or not but <laughs> uh yeah if you're brave and you want to go and meet some new people then who knows yeah okay so yeah that's it so we've gone through lent we've gone through red, red eggs, friday red friday, friday for red eggs Saturday yeah. is the more religious day and then mm-hmm. Sunday is the family day where everyone spends a lot of time together and they, they eat exactly. and make some other dishes as well, like yeah. chakapuli. And then Monday, everyone goes to the cemeteries and uh, hangs out and uh, celebrates the, the lives of the ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's quite different from uh, from Western Easter, yeah. but also there's a few similarities, of course. There's some crossover with mm-hmm. Christianity, so it totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice.
1: yeah. So... Any sort of other personal traditions that you and your family do? Things that um. maybe won't be the normal stuff?
0: Not really. We're not very religious family, and we don't follow very like religious rules, but there are um, we do just the typical things, basically. We don't do anything mm. extra. Um, the only thing is sometimes we bake things that can be bought, Um, In the shops, like the Easter cake, but other than that, we don't have any. Uh, One thing that I um, can say is uh, every region has and can have its own tradition at some point. However, uh, a lot of things got lost and they got forgotten. But there is one very interesting tradition that still keeps going. Uh, In Guria region, there is a lelo Burti competition, which is similar to rugby, but a bit different. So they make the ball themselves from the leather and they stuff it with the grass and sand. And uh, it's the heaviest ball uh, <laughs> you can carry. Uh, it could be around like two, two and a half kilos. It also has to be like anywhere from 80 to 90 centimeters longer in diameter. So what they do is... Uh, um, there are two villages who compete with each other, yeah. and uh, like whoever manages to bring that ball to their opponent's side is the winner. And then they take the ball because it's very rustic and very like fighty. Since <laughs> okay. so there are a lot of injuries <laughs>
1: right. happening. It's a um, boisterous, aggressive game. Yes, in the countryside. Uh,
0: yes, okay. they usually take that. Uh, ball as a trophy and also as a respect to a person who died that year it could be Lelo Burti player or someone else in the village so that's a interesting tradition that I have not seen myself unfortunately because uh, even though I'm from Guria we don't typically go to Guria region in Easter and we stay in Tbilisi but that's a option for the listeners to do it maybe this year or next year. Because
1: all right. Yeah, so an, does this happen in quite a lot of villages then or is this just a few, It's in, one, just in Guria? It's, it's just one, the one place in Guria. Yeah, Gurria. one place, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the village is called Shuhuti. The main event happens there uh, and it's on Easter Sunday okay. every year.
1: And so the winner gets the ball and the honour and what does the loser get? Shots of cha-cha? Right.
0: Uh, I mean, the, at the end, probably, they're all going to get together and... Um, drink and celebrate the easter at some point but that's the whole like the sporty and folk aspect of the and tradition
1: yeah all right great well i think we're we're pretty close to out of time was there anything else specifically any other traditions that we missed
0: Mm, not that i can think of i think i covered everything
1: all right cool well i will be trying to get myself involved in some of these easter traditions this year uh we're hoping to run an easter tour and go and have this dinner with uh, with some people out in the countryside with the winemaker. So oh, yes. yeah, if yeah. you're listening to this before Easter or if you're listening to it next year or any other Easter after that, then do take a look on our website, eatthistours.com. And we're going to list special events on there so you can find this Easter tour or just put me an email uh, as well. Just use the form on the website. So, uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to mention about yourself? Where can people find you? Have you got uh, social media accounts or just come to your blog?
0: Um, I have an Easter in Georgia blog post on my blog, redfedoradier.com, for all the details with the dates. And I update it every year with the specific dates. And um, if you want to read the same things that I basically talk today you can also find me on social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that I don't really use because Twitter is not very famous in Georgia, but in all the social media, you can find me as Red Fedora Diary.
1: Awesome. Okay. And yeah, the the links to that we will put in the show notes so Perfect. people can find those links nice and easy as well. Great. Perfect. Well, Baya, thanks for coming in and chatting. Hopefully we'll get to me. chat about another topic sometime in the future as well. That would be awesome.
0: I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me once again.
1: Great. And thanks everyone for listening. Uh, as always, if you want to leave us a review or uh, you've got any comments or feedback or anything else and you want some other topics covered by us on the podcast, do pop those in an email to, uh, to Meg. My wife, who's not on the show today, of course, but uh, Meg Z at foodfundtravel.com. Pop her an email and let her know what you want to hear about. All right. That's it. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Tbilisi podcast. Connect with us at foodfundtravel.com slash tbilisi podcast where you can find all relevant social media links, join our email newsletter and discover more about travel, tours and expat services in Georgia. This show was brought to you by foodfuntravel.com, expathub.ge and eatthistours.com.